This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. want to welcome everyone that's just tuned into Radio Co Pulpit. This is Alana Ulifi from Body Matters. Um, I will be your host for the next hour. Um, I just want to welcome everybody. I hope you all had a, a great holiday and I know that everybody's back into the way of life. School's going on. Kids are back at school again. And yes, I'm, unfortunately I don't have a guest today, but I really wanted to share something that God has really loved on my heart um, for this week and um, last week I spoke about the motives of your heart and how you will know if you're uh, how will you know if you're making the right decision and I honestly believe that um, just looking at your motives of your heart will really tell you whether you are making the right decision So today I'm going to speak about the Holy Spirit, the function of the Holy Spirit, and how we are transformed through the Spirit. So let's touch on basically what is the Spirit. I mean, if I look back at the Holy Spirit, the first time the Holy Spirit was mentioned was in Genesis 1. That is where the Spirit of God hovered over the earth. And another example of where we um, chatted about, where we hear about the Holy Spirit is when Jesus was baptized. And that was the encounter that he had with the Holy Spirit where God said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And there for the first time, Jesus encountered the Holy Spirit. And from that day onwards, he was empowered and he was given authority to perform miracles and do the work of his father. So just coming back to the kingdom, the kingdom of God is manifested in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit inside of us. In Romans 14, 17, it says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the spirit. So the spirit indicates that the kingdom of God is not out there somewhere in the clouds, but in the spirit. So when we become Christians, we receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives with inside of us. And as I mentioned um, before in my programs, we host the Lord's presence and the spirit represents the character of God. It represents God's thoughts, God's authority and power as it is in heaven. So we are not complete without the Holy Spirit inside of us. We cannot be um, in the image of God. We cannot um, do anything without the Holy Spirit inside of us. When the Holy Spirit is in us, we carry the blueprints of God and his kingdom inside of us. And so the spirit inside of us is perfect. And because God is perfect, even though we as humans, we fail, we are imperfect. In our own ability and strength, we are so weak. But because we have a perfect spirit inside of us, we are strong. If I can refer to Corinthians 12, 9 to 10, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast 
even more of my weakness so that the power of God may rest upon me. And this was Paul. Paul was stipulating that in his weakness, God is his strength. So the Holy Spirit is the same spirit that we receive when we give our lives to the Lord. The same spirit that lives in God and Jesus now lives within us. So if we look at Romans 6 verse 10, it says, The Spirit of God, whom raised Jesus from the dead, now lives in you. Isn't that powerful that even in our human ability, we are, we are so weak, but God has got his, he has given us his perfect spirit. And because of the perfect spirit inside of us, his spirit, we are in right standing with God. Without the spirit inside of us, we cannot be righteous. And it is the Holy Spirit that sets us apart from the world. We have a spiritual entity in us that connects us to the spiritual realm. Um, even the demonic forces out there are also spirits and then can identify the children of God by the Holy Spirit that lives within us. As I always say, spirit recognizes spirit. It is the Holy Spirit in us that reveals to us the things of God. Therefore, we have the mind of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 2.16, it says, Who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the blueprint of Christ inside of us. And therefore, we have access to God's thoughts. Before we committed our lives to the Lord, our perception of life was based on a worldly view of thinking. But as Christians, we need to be transformed from the old way of thinking to the new way of thinking with the help of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I see this as, you know, um, you know, when you've got a... Um, a blueprint or data that you need to download. When we've got God's Spirit in us, it's got all the information. Um, it pertains God's presence and everything pertaining to the kingdom of God. And the more we dwell in God's presence, the more we download the things of God, the more we get to understand the way God thinks. We get to understand, um, you know, the way God is, His character. And therefore God says, abiding, abide in me and I will abide in you. And abiding means to be connected and interactive with God through his spirit. It also means to believe and trust and rely on him as the source of our existence. So we're going to take a short break right now and then we'll come back and continue with the functions of the Holy Spirit. Hi, this is Alana Oelifree, and you've just tuned into Body Matters. Um, I'm just busy chatting about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be chatting a little bit now about the functions of the Holy Spirit. Um, the kingdom of God, as I said, is manifested in the indwelling of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And as believers, the Lord promises us that he will give us a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. So one of the functions of the Holy Spirit inside of us is to help us. And in John 16, verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. 
It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. We need to, we need help in any situation. If we need help, we should call on the Holy Spirit. And he is the one that sustains us and strengthens us and helps us in times of trouble. And another function of the Holy Spirit, um, we said that the Holy Spirit guides us into the truth because it's also the Holy Spirit is known as the Spirit of truth. And he also puts us in remembrance of God's word. So sometimes I don't know if you, you know, you're chatting to someone or there's a situation and all of a sudden you just get a scripture and you just know that was meant for that particular person. And that is when the Holy Spirit comes and he puts you in remembrance of things. But the Holy Spirit is also the spirit of truth. And in John 16, 13, it says, When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard from the Lord. He will tell you about the future. Now, this is where prophecy comes in, because it's only through the Holy Spirit that we can prophesy. And the Spirit is the one that will tell us things to come. He reveals God's heart to us regarding a situation that we are in. And sometimes when we just pray about a particular situation, you know, the Holy Spirit just lays a word or something in our hearts with regards to that or or with with regards to the future. So God is all-knowing. He knows the beginning from the end. And as I mentioned also previously, that in the Old Testament, not everyone had the Spirit of God. You know, the Spirit of God never dwelt on the earth um, during that time. And God chose certain people like the priests and the kings um, and the prophets to be his spokesperson. So through them, he could reveal to the people what the future had hold. So in 1 Samuel 16, 13, it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Today, the Spirit is not just available to the priests and the prophets and certain people, but to everyone who chooses Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. And if I look at the prophet Joel, who prophesied in the Old Testament, this is in Joel 2, 28, and it says, Then afterwards I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. And this is what's happening today. We're having people dreaming prophetic dreams. We have people who have word of knowledge, people that, and this is available to everyone. As I said, everyone who chooses God. And in our own way, we are all prophets. We might not have the prophetic gifting, but we are all prophets because when the Holy Spirit dwells within us, we have the mind of Christ. We can tap in to the thoughts of Christ. There's a knowing in your spirit, the difference between right and wrong, what's from God and what's not from God. So from conception, if we look at conception, the devil has always been lying to us about our identity, our authority and purpose in Christ. And without the spirit of truth, we are all deceived. 
the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and discernment. Sometimes what we think is good is not always godly. And that is why the Lord says that we should not rely on our own understanding of things. So in Proverbs 5, oh, sorry, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. You see, sometimes what we think, the way we perceive things is not always God's way. And there's a scripture that says, my ways are not your ways. And we need to tune in. We need to abide in Christ. We need to to listen to the Holy Spirit and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. The Holy Spirit also convicts us. That is one of his one of his function, and he convicts us of sin, and he enables us, because of that, to live a righteous life. Now, if I go back to that scripture where it says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the spirit. So where do you find righteousness, joy, and peace? Only in the Spirit of God. And He reveals to us God's will, the Holy Spirit, and He helps us to make the right choices. He sanctified us so that we can become all that God intended us to be. You see, the Holy Spirit is there to convict us, to keep us on the right path, to keep us on the godly path, the narrow path. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 3.18, which says, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into the into His glorious image. So we are transformed into the image of God through the Spirit. Another function of the Holy Spirit is that he's our comforter and he's our counselor. So the Holy Spirit is always with us. I mean, if God gives you the Holy Spirit, it's in you. It's with you wherever you go. That's what God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And it says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So God is always there. So he's expecting us to draw near to him. So it doesn't matter what we go through in our life. The Holy Spirit will always give us the strength, the peace, and the faith to get through every situation that we face. See, the Holy Spirit can even give us an extra measure of faith so that we can do what we need to do. The Holy Spirit is also known as our advocate. He makes intercession on our behalf. Even when we pray, we can pray through the Holy Spirit. And this is this is talking in tongues. I know a lot of people are very skeptical, those who haven't um, you know, haven't experienced this before, but God gives us a tongue, and that was the same in Acts in the upper room. And sometimes we don't always know what to pray for. It says we don't always know what to pray for, but the spirit in us knows what we need even when we don't. Um, so let me go to Ephesians 6 verse 18. It says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer requests. 
Okay, so as believers, we can ask the Lord for our spiritual tongue. So you can receive your spiritual tongue if you ask God. And when we pray in this tongue, we actually, we are saying, God, I don't really know what to pray for. You know what I need more than what I need. And therefore, it's so important that we pray in the Spirit on all occasions, it says. So in Romans 8, 26, it says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worthless groans. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit. The Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So if you don't know what the will of God is, then you can just pray in tongues and say, God, I don't know, but you know. Spirit, another function of the Spirit is the Spirit also gives us power. And there's that scripture that many of you know, um, which is in 2 Timothy 1.17. It says, I do not have a spirit of fear but power, love, and a sound mind. That spirit is the spirit of God in, inside of us. That spirit doesn't have any fear. The minute we step into fear, we know we are stepping out of God's will. Then we know the enemy is playing havoc with us because God does not give us fear. So when you see fear, when you respond to fear, just remember the scripture. God has not given you a spirit of fear. That's not from God. But power love and a sound mind and the power is a, a, also the power and the authority that God gives through his spirit and the power the spirit of God is also love because God is love and there's another scripture in Acts 1 that says but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. In Isaiah, just to come back to Isaiah, in Isaiah it also talks about the sevenfold ministry of the Spirit. Now this is what the Spirit contains, and this is a, a nice summary of the Holy Spirit inside of us, the function. Isaiah 11, 2-3 says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And when that talk rest upon him, it was coming upon Jesus. And that same spirit that came upon Jesus now dwells within us. And it says, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. So lastly, just to look at the function of the Holy Spirit, without God's spirit, we have no eternal life. You know, when we accepted Jesus Christ in our lives, God says, I came to give you life and life in abundance. You know, our bodies will one day fade away, and um, but the Holy Spirit that lives within us can never die. So we, we, are, we become one with God's Spirit. We live with God forever and ever. So praise God for what he had done on the cross. Praise him for the Holy Spirit. Because if it wasn't for the Spirit, we will not have eternal life. So, yes, if you want to just touch a little bit more on the, on, on the, on, on the, the gifts of the, the spiritual tongue, 
you can read um, Acts chapter 1 and 2 and just ask the Lord to give you your spiritual tongue. And just keep asking and he will give it to you if you don't have it. Um, sometimes when you receive your tongue, it would sound like words that don't make a whole lot of sense. But just continue to practice your spiritual tongue until it becomes natural to you. So, yeah, those are for those who want to receive the tongue. But we are going to come back shortly. I'm going to take a break and then we're going to look at transformation through the spirit. Hi, if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alana um, and my program is Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about the Holy Spirit, the function of the Holy Spirit. And now I'm just going to touch a little bit on the transformation through the Spirit. So now that those who have the Holy Spirit in us, if we have the Holy Spirit in us, we can't live the way we used to live. So those who have given their lives to Jesus, when we have the Spirit in us, it's impossible to carry on sinning and living a life like we lived before. In Titus 3, 3 to 7, it says, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing and the rebirth and renewal through the Holy Spirit with, with whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior so that having been justified by grace, we might become the, the heirs having the hope of eternal life. You see, we have been enlightened by the truth. We are now a new creation in Christ Jesus, which means we are starting things on a clean slate. So if you've given your life to the Lord and you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, you are starting on a clean slate. This does not mean that you will never sin again. It does not mean that... Um, that you won't um, fall into temptation, but it means that the Holy Spirit will help you to transform into God's holiness. In Timothy 1.9 it says, He has saved us and called us to be holy, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. And holiness means to become Christ-like through transformation. Now, transformation is done. God says, the work I've started in you, I will bring to completion. You see, we don't have to go into works. When we receive the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that works in us and makes us willing and able to obey God. So the Holy Spirit that lives in us is a heavenly being. The Holy Spirit has the characteristics of God, as I said, which is love, peace, joy, kindness, gentleness, and so forth. And we are by nature, you know, we are sinful people. We all fall short of God's glory before we, you know, we all, even as even when we give our lives to God, none of us are perfect. And God says, um, you know, he, he's the one that will help us. He's the one that will 
um, transform us. And this transformation is through the Spirit. And as we grow in the knowledge of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, and through renewing of our minds and obedience to Christ, we are slowly transformed daily into the character of Jesus, meaning we manifest kingdom living. I just want to touch on Galatians 5, 22 to 23 that says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So the fruits of the Spirit is the outward manifestation of inner transformation. When God does a work in us, the way that we respond and the way that we react, people people will be able to see it, be able to see the gentleness. And this is something that we can't always, you know, the work that God does in us, people can't always see, but what they can see is the fruits of the Spirit. And this is when people, as I said, start seeing that there is something different about our characters and our behavior. So, for example, if you become irritable quickly, but as time goes by, you be able, you become more patient. So people can see the transformation, and sometimes we cannot transform or become anything in our own strength. There's nothing that we can become in our own strength. Only with the help of the Holy Spirit, transformation can take place. The Word says that you will know my people by my fruit, and that is in Matthew seven fifteen to twenty eight. Beware of false prophets, prophets who come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravious wolves. You will know them by their fruits. And it's so important that we work on developing the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. And we can, when we see other people, you know, we can, we can determine whether these people belong to Jesus or not, just by their mannerisms and their ways. And that is what God is saying. You will know my people by their fruit. And the fruit is kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In Matthew 7, verse 17 to 20, it says, Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by the fruit you will recognize them. We are the trees, and if we don't, bear fruit. We are not effective in the kingdom of God. And it's, as I said, we can't transform in our own strength. Like in Philippians 2.13, it says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. It takes time to develop the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. It doesn't come overnight. When you give your life to the Lord, it doesn't mean the next day you're going to manifest all the fruits of the Spirit. It's a journey. It's a process with God as you spend time with Him, as you abide in Him, as you grow in Him, as you grow spiritually. Those things just become so natural. We need to submit our thoughts, our will, and our emotions completely to the Holy Spirit. So just as a baby needs to be nurtured and helped, so the Lord, through His Spirit, helps us. We are not alone. 
you know, we can go on our knees and we can ask God to help us. The Holy Spirit is always there convicting us, showing us the right path, guiding us, helping us. Even when we fall, God says he will pick us up again and he will show us the way again. Like in in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be discouraged for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you with your righteous, with my righteous right hand. So we need to remember that God is with us. You know, it's his spirit in us. We don't have to go into works. We just need to abide in him. We just need to spend time in his presence. Um, it's God is with us and his love. He loves us. And, and God wants the best for us. You know, I spoke once to someone and I said, but who didn't want to give their lives to the Lord. Because they said, you know, if I give my life to God, then I'm going to have to live another lifestyle. And I'm not sure if I'm prepared to live that life. And I just asked God for wisdom. And the only thing God could tell me was, it's not, tell him, it's not what you do. It's what you believe in. And to me, I feel that that is the same. You know, the Holy Spirit, when we give our lives to God, it's not about trying to be something that we're not, trying to act righteous. You know, as I said, again, the motives of the heart, we can do so many good things, but if your heart's not in the right place and your motives is not right, it ain't right. But God is the one that does the work. And so transformation is not trying to make you and me into something that we are not. It is God molding you into the best version of who he created you to be. And God is busy with his masterpiece and the masterpiece is you. So I want to end off with that, um, just touching on that. You know, God is such an awesome God. And I just want to pray for for anyone out there who, you know, maybe you've given your life to the Lord. Maybe you've fallen back. Maybe you feel, you know, I failed God so much. You know, I, God wouldn't want me. And I just want to tell you that as a lie from the enemy, as long as you've got breath in you, as long as you have life, there is, you still have a chance. You have a chance to make a choice. And if you want to make that choice today to commit your lives to Jesus, you can just just repeat after me in your own words. So, Father God, I just want to come and I firstly want to commit every listener out there today who's listening to your to this to this word today, Father. And I just want to pray for those who feel like they have fallen behind and fallen back, Father. They feel like they can't just get back to where they were with you. And Lord, I just pray right now that you will just touch them, Father, right now. Blow your life in them. Blow your breath in them and give them hope again. And for those of you out there who want to just recommit your lives to the Lord, just repeat after me, Father God... I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Today, I want to ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I surrender my all to you. 
and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you that I belong to you. If you've prayed that prayer, I believe that you've given your life to Jesus. And when you give your life to Jesus, He gives you the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is your helper. And He will never leave you nor forsake you. So I just want to pray for the Holy Spirit over each and every one of your lives, just to be filled with the Spirit. So Father God, I pray for every listener out there, for those who need a new, fresh wind, breath of you, Lord God, that you will just blow life into them again. Father, I pray that you will consume them with your Holy Spirit. Father, for those who really want a, a tongue to speak in tongues, Father, I pray that you'll touch their lips, Father God, right now. And I pray that you who started a good work in them, Father God, will bring it to completion. And I thank you for each one of their lives. Be with them, protect them, Father. Give them wisdom, discernment, and understanding in all things that they may know the truth and that the truth will set them free, Father. And I ask this in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So thank you for those who've prayed with me. And unfortunately, this is the end of my program. And I want to say thank you so much for joining me again. Um, if you'd like to comment on the program or just want to say something, you can WhatsApp me on the Radio K Pulpit WhatsApp line, which is 081-729-1657. And you just need to put the word Body Matters, then they know which um, program it was. And then you can type your message. And I'm so looking forward to hearing from you. So thank you once again for joining me on Body Matters. We'll meet again next Saturday at the same time from me, Alana Uli, for you have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.